So we're going to be talking about menopause and um, perimenopause. So, you know, the transition into menopause. Um, Dr. Clark, if you want to start, you can. So with menopause, a lot of times I'll get a patient, they come in and the patient may say, I want my hormones checked. I want to know if I'm in menopause. Well, by definition, menopause by itself, just the definition of menopause is no bleeding, no spotting for more than 12 consecutive months. And the reason we go through that is because our hormones um, are decreased. The hormones that are secreted from our ovaries, they're decreased and they gradually start to decrease to where we do not have the period anymore. But we can have other symptoms associated with that, which is really what the patient is asking for. Um, and those symptoms include um, it's harder to lose weight. Um, you may have decreased libido. You may have mood swings. And that's because those same hormones that are involved in keeping us or helping us to have regular periods, they're involved in those things too. But we don't even have to check the levels um, to decide. We can base it on your symptoms. If you're having those symptoms, and as Dr. Terry said, the average age is about 51, and you can go in at it before, which is what she was describing with perimenopause, you might just have those symptoms, but you might have irregular bleeding or what you may call regular bleeding. But it's because of the decrease in these hormones that you're experiencing these symptoms. Um, so we don't have to check your levels, but we can definitely check your levels. Um, and some of the hormones, um, they're involved in um, helping us sleep. So you might have problems or difficulty falling asleep, staying asleep. And so we can address those things. A lot of times the patient may want to know, well, once I go through menopause, um, do I have to take hormone replacement therapy? Because as we know, I think it was around 2011, the study, the WHO study that came out, there were a lot of things concerning, does it hormone replacement, th hormone replacement therapy, is there an increased risk of breast cancer, heart disease? Well, as we know, that study, the it was very limited because the women involved in the study, they were older, they had medical problems that probably increased their risk of those things without the hormone replacement therapy. So for the right patient, um, I think it can be a benefit, the hormone replacement therapy, but there are a lot of other things we can do before that. Um, what are some of the things you do, Dr. Terry? So uh, so going back to the study as well, um, that, that study also dealt with patients who still had their uterus. And what they, what they did discover was that people who were taking estrogen and progesterone were the ones who actually had the increased risk of um, it, and it's not a huge risk, but there is a slight increased risk for breast cancer. Uh, those patients who did not have their uterus or they did not need to take the progesterone, um, I don't think that risk was increased for them. But going back to just kind of, you know, what, what most of my clients and patients come in saying, um, a lot of it can be simply, you know, the hot flashes are horrible. And I can't focus as well. Um, the memory is not as great. I would say, and, and both Dr. Clark White and I, we, we do, so we both write prescriptions. So I will, for the right patient, do hormone replacement. But we also do bioidentical hormones. And that's a different topic that we'll talk about probably at, at another podcast. Um, but that is something, because women produce 
estrogen, progesterone, and also testosterone. So we both do bioidentical hormone replacement with testosterone as well. And I know from a personal experience, it does make a difference. Um, it's not just about the libido going down. It is vaginal dryness, the mood. For me, it was mental fogginess. So if I'm talking to one of you all and I can't come up with a word, I'm probably due for my palate. So, so, so don't judge me. Just, you know, politely say, is it time for your palate? Because my staff um, constantly remind me. I won't tell you about Dr. Clark White because <laughs> my staff remind me. In fact, my office manager just told me after this broadcast, can I get the doctor to give me my color? So it's time. <laughs> so testosterone is not just for men. It is for women when they're having symptoms as well, just not in the same amount of volume. Um, but there are lots of things that I'll tell people about menopause and some of the symptoms. Like I always tell people, if your diet is horrible and you're doing a lot of processed foods, if you're doing a lot of caffeine, if you're doing spicy foods and alcohol, your high flashes are going to be worse. Now, you can do it. Just know that the high flashes are going to increase. Are you finding some of those same things, Dr. White? Definitely I am. I also tell them um, exercise can help. Because when we exercise, there are different things that are released from our brain that can help supplement where we're decreased in our hormone um, in our hormones that are released from the ovaries. So exercise help. Um, but when you exercise, you want to make sure you include some form of cardiovascular. Um, and I know today it's very hard to exercise, but it does help. Even with, because I'll tell a lot of people too, just as we start to get a little older, um, balance is also key. Mm -hmm. um, I, for people who are just not, you know, runners. I mean, you don't have to, you know, be training for a marathon. But um, yoga is great for balance, for tone, for strengthening. Um, getting ten thousand steps in, it doesn't have to be running, but yeah. that will yeah. increase. Um, they are finding different studies where where it is integral where you do something for maybe like 30 seconds at a higher rate and then drop your heart rate back down. Um, that tends to work a little bit better. And as all those things help with mood, it helps with fitness, it helps with that area around the belly that starts to increase after hormones actually start to decrease with menopause. So all of those things is just about, we have to do a little bit more as we get older to maintain what we did when we were 30. Um, none of us like it, but it is a, a reality. Um, what other things, Dr. White? Um, the main thing is, um, like Dr. Terry was saying, these things, and every patient is different. So it just depends on the patient the biggest complaint, and the complaints are not going to be the same across the board as well. So different patient may have a different complaint, and it depends on what bothers you the most and what you're willing to do and the patient. And there are a lot of different things out there. We don't have to say, oh, this is just the way it is. I'm past 50, if you're past 50. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's not. 
Um, but we don't have to accept it. There's so many different things out there and we can find what's best for you, what's the right thing. And it doesn't have to be just one thing. There are just too many different things. We don't have to live like this. What I tell people is that our 50 is not the same as our parents' 50. Um, we are much more active. We don't look like we're 50. <laughs> we have more energy and we are like, it, it, it really is very, very different. So I've had a lot of people who have um, said, well, you know, I keep hearing people say, well, it's just what I'm supposed to go through. But there are a lot of things 40 years ago that aren't that weren't available then that are available now. So no, there are options. You just have to talk to your physician um, and kind of go through. And we'll we'll tell you some of the things. Just if they don't bring it up, you can bring it up um, to ask about. But if, with menopause, other things that will occur is bone density starts to decrease, so your bones start to get weaker. Um, so I always encourage people to make sure you're getting your vitamin D. If you're not getting a lot of calcium in your diet, you may have to add a supplement of calcium. We don't want you to do too much of calcium, but add, make sure you're adding vitamin D. Um, more different vitamins and minerals you're going to need. Um, what are some of the other things I tell my menopausal patients? Just they making sure the weightlifting to help yeah. with the bone density, definitely. Um, and we actually check the vitamin D whenever we're doing the bioidentical hormones. And we find that a lot of women are even deficient in it, especially us. We don't spend a lot of time in the um, sun. No one really does around this time. So we can help supplement that as well. But the weightlifting does help with that too. And not just menopausal um, or perimenopausal. Um, even we're finding that my younger patients are also mm -hmm. deficient. They're not outside like they used to be. Um, they're more in the house. They're on the video games, on their phones. So they will probably need supplementation for vitamin D as well. Um, the vaginal dryness, there are lots of different things that can be done with that. Um, there are vaginal moisturizers that people can purchase um, over the counter. There is estrogen that you can actually use in the vagina to actually help with the discomfort. Um, there are, you know, natural hormones as well. So there's a variety of different things, but you have to be able, you have to talk about them. Um, if you don't share that with your physician, they don't know. Should they ask? They should, but do everyone know? So you're an advocate for your health. Um, so this is just information. So if if you are, so I'm going to talk a little bit about what shouldn't be occurring in a normal menopause. Now, everybody's body doesn't read the books. Um, I've had clients and patients come in. It's been 14 months that they've had a period and then suddenly they get a period. That could happen. However, you shouldn't be bleeding every two weeks. Um, the bleed shouldn't be getting significantly heavier. That's not normal. And that's when you actually need to go and have it evaluated. If you stopped having a period for 10 years and then you're having a period again, that's probably not, not a period. normal period. And you have to be evaluated because what we want to make sure is that you don't have cancer in your uterus. And or 
if you haven't been getting, let me just say, (laughs) after 50 or after menopause, that does not mean that you stop seeing your gynecologist because you still need pap smears. You still need breast exams. Um, A lot of the gynecologists will even address some of the medical issues um, and making sure that you are preventing those things. So you still need to have follow-up. If your primary care doctor is comfortable doing your exams, including your pap smear, um, then that's fine, but you still need to have those things evaluated. Just because you go through menopause doesn't mean that that area doesn't get touched anymore. You still have to be seen and evaluated for that. And I can stress that more because a lot of times I'll get a patient, they come maybe 10 years after seeing a gynecologist, um, and they say they thought they didn't have to because they went through menopause. But definitely, you still have to come see us so we can still continue to take care of you. You still, just like Dr. Terry said, you still need that pap smear. You still need that breast exam. And we need, and if you're coming to the doctor and then you stop for 14 months with no period, but then you start, then we'll be able to help pick that up if you're not comfortable um, telling us. I want to, one thing I always tell my patients, I always tell them that when they come here, when we're in the exam room, this is their safe place. So I want them to feel like they can tell me anything. And a lot of them feel like they can. And I mean anything. (laughs) We're like the priest that didn't go (laughs) to. (laughs) We're the priest and our office is Vegas. So whatever happens in Vegas, stays in Vegas. Whatever you tell us in the office, stays in the office. And we are here. The goal is to really make sure you are healthy mentally and physically. Um, That is truly the goal of of all of this. And this is why we started doing these, um, these broadcasts, just to make sure people had the information. Because information is key. So... If you have questions, you don't want to put them online, you can certainly contact our office. You can do a consultation. Um, You can leave a message. We'll get back to you. But just make sure whatever questions you have, you are asking. Um, I think that's all I have for menopause. Oh, okay, wait. What are the early signs of menopause? You want to take it or you want me to take it? Um, So the early signs, again, it depends on the patient. Um, It depends on where you are. So you can have what's called perimenopause. Again, by definition, menopause is no bleeding, no spotting, no regular periods for more than 12 months. But before that, you can go through what's called perimenopause. You might just have irregular bleeding, where sometimes your bleeding is increased, sometimes it's normal, sometimes it's decreased. And the reason that can happen is because the secretion of the hormones from your ovary can be all over the place. And so the bleeding is all over the place. But you can have those other symptoms associated with it as well. You might start having hot flashes, but not everyone has hot flashes. You may have vaginal dryness, so you may come in complaining of pain with sex. And the reason is because of the vaginal dryness. And I get a lot of patients, they avoid sex because of the pain. Again, do not have to live like that. You may have decreased mood. You may feel like you're more irritable. Um, The brain fogginess that Dr. Um, Terry was talking about. So it can be all of those things, a combination of those things. It can just be one of those things. And we can address them all with you. 
And and once again, everybody is different. I've had some patients who they have no symptoms. Those are the really, really lucky ones. Um, but they may have a, a hot flash here or there. But I will say that if you are having irregular bleeding, now, irregular bleeding is different things to different people. If your periods are spaced apart, you don't have a period for three or four months, and then you have another one. That can happen in perimenopause. If you're bleeding every two weeks, that's not normal. And that's something that you actually need to see your doctor about. Because it could be something as simple as a polyp. It could be something that is abnormal. We won't know unless you actually go in to see your doctor. And if your bleeding is really heavy, you can become anemic. And that can turn into a whole different situation with affecting lots of other organs in your body. So um, it's okay if your peers are starting to space out further and further apart, but if they are every two or three weeks and that's and they're a lot heavier than what they, and it's consistently like that, you gotta go in and see your doctor. And I would say anyone that is um, what we call perimenopausal, any irregular bleeding or abnormal uterine bleeding, I still work up just to make sure because it's better to be safe. And there could be a lot of other things associated with that, like Dr. Terry said. And remember, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Please, 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 if you are over 40, go get your mammogram. If you are uh, if you have a family history of breast cancer, talk to your doctor, depending on your age, you may need to have an earlier screening for mammograms, but please go, go get your mammograms. And, and you can even get them if you don't have insurance. Um, our office is, um, has teamed with an organization called IBCCP. So even if you don't have insurance, you can come here, you can even get a pap and you can definitely get a breast. I can order a breast mammogram for you. So, so if you guys didn't get that, we'll we'll put it back on um, our site. So, hi, Miss Baird. <laughs> we'll put it back. <laughs> she was our high school counselor. <laughs> oh, so we'll put it back on the site so you can see if you don't have insurance, uh, there are places that you can go to get your Pap smear, to get your mammograms. Um, we. There's so many different resources and people sometimes they just don't know. So we'll put that up so you can actually know where to go um, if you don't have insurance. I mean, these are hard times right now. And so any little thing will, will help. Hi, Shalandra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, any more questions? <laughs> okay, okay, Lisa, you're in the running. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so listen, guys, send in those suggestions for what we should call our new health and awareness um, podcast, broadcast, whatever we're calling it. Um, the next one is going to be November 5th. Then it will be December 3rd, but it will be the first Friday every month at 2 p.m. So after the full work week, we can kind of sit down, um, relax, and actually have a little fun, but also talk about things that are important to your health. 
So in addition to sending in different topics, maybe send us some ideas of who you would like to see on our show, because we're going to invite different people on the show, different things that you want to see us do. Within reason. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, this is a family friendly show. <laughs> so. <laughs> Thank you, Tamiko. Um, oh, she says she loves the chemistry between. We've been together for a long time. There's actually one more person who, and she'll be on the show. Um, we're going to force her to do it. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, this is about information um, and making sure we get the word out. Um, questions are always welcome. We want to make sure that whatever questions you have, please send those in. Um, for the next week or so, if you have topics that you wanna discuss, send it in, and then we will be able to choose one of those topics for our next talk on November the 5th. Um, so I, I, I will just reiterate, I'll, Dr. Clarkway will um, reiterate, where, and we'll put it back on the screen where her location is, um, in her office. I am in the South Loop area, 1935 South Wabash. Um, telephone number listed 312-526-3807. Again, I have teamed up with an organization, even if you don't have insurance, just to make sure you're okay. I do offer free PAPs and free breast exams and ordering free mammograms to help assist you. And I am Dr. Tony Scott Terry, and my medical office is located. Currently, we are at, um, where am I? I need my pellets. See? 203-25 <laughs> South Graceland Lane, Sweet B. We're in Frankfort, Illinois. The phone number there is 708-895-8497. So give us a call. Um, make sure... You don't have to see us, but go see someone, um, especially if you're having any concerns um, that we've kind of addressed today. And then we'll we'll see you guys soon. Okay. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks, you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.